I'm so excited to have my next guest. Um, despite me being an Asian woman, um, I think she's amazing uh, on dealing with, uh, she's actually an animal acupressure expert, okay? She's been doing that for 27 years. Really, really amazing woman. Uh, welcome, Susan, to my podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It is wonderful to be here. It's going to be awesome. so fun. Yeah, because I knew you were going to be awesome because we met through an awesome person. If you get a chance, please work with her. She's going to be on my podcast sometime next year. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. I can't wait. But yeah, she's a multimillionaire. She's freaking hilarious. She's a mom of two, husband of one. Uh, but I just wanted to you know, share with the viewers. And Susan is amazing because she is an animal acupressure specialist. She's been doing this for 27 years, guys, 27 years. So um, let's dive in. So like, what is your favorite animal? Well, you know, it's really dicey to ask that question. Well, not to ask it, but to answer that because mm -hmm. you have the, the horse camp and the dog camp and the cat camp, like, oh, like Susan likes the other camps animal better. <laughs> so tell I usually really hedge my bets. You know, my favorite <laughs> animal mm -hmm. is a dragon. Oh, and, why and dragon? So it's like, you know, like the Chinese culture certainly, um, you know, embraces the dragon concept but not only do i love that but it's also that like dragons they kind of move like cats they're loyal like dogs and you can ride them like horses so like oh who would want to have a dragon so i oh, yeah i cheat by saying that but actually you know i love all mammals they're all good that's awesome. The funny thing, I feel like uh, Chinese dragons is different from Western dragons. Like in Western dragons, right? You guys want to kill it, but we're like, that's our symbol of royalty. So, okay, so Western I, dragon or Chinese dragon, if you had to oh, make a choice. Chinese, 100%. <laughs> they can go in water. They're like weather dragons. Like, oh, oh my God, it's amazing. Who wants to like, kill them? <laughs> Oh my god, you're hilarious. Because I, I, I actually have a Disney interview lined up after after this, and I'm thinking about, like, um, you know Beauty and the Beast? There's this dragon that's like, oh. uh, what's, Maleficent turns into a dragon? Yeah, yeah. And then the, I don't know why that's coming into my head. But anyways, okay, so you don't have favoritism. Um, but, like, what animals do you work with? Can you, can you I work that? mostly with horses and dogs and some cats. Um, and my students will do a lot of cat work. It's, it's hard to have cats in classes and stuff because of, you know, they're, they're cats, right? But um, it's mostly horses and dogs. And, um, but, I, you know, I've worked on some pretty crazy animals. I've worked on guinea pigs, and some of my um, students have worked on giraffes. I mean, it doesn't really matter. If they've got four legs, I'm game. That's awesome. So can you share with us, like, a little bit of a quirk of each of the animals that you work with? A quirk? Yeah, um, like guinea pigs, because I feel like I <laughs> have held guinea pigs before, but I don't know anything, like, unique or special about them them so like i'm doing this podcast to find my second husband right so i have to be worldly and knowledgeable on things yes. so i can't do that right so i have to steal susan's knowledge so <laughs> you susan, can, have, can, it. You share, can <laughs> have it can you share with me like what is something cool about each animal that might surprise us as somebody who works with them all the time right i think the coolest thing about guinea pigs is that you can kind of like hold them and they sit there and chirp in your lap Ooh. but they're i mean they're adorable and everything but you know there's there's not as much going on with the guinea pig as 
let's say like a horse or a dog. I mean, they're fine. They're cool. I'm all of that stuff. But um, I think when you're hanging out with the cats and the dogs and the horses, you get a whole different level of connection. And they, I think the most, the coolest thing about all of these animals, anytime you're with them, is we tend to think of animals as inferior to us. And the more you hang out with them, you realize, oh my God, I'm actually learning more about how I should be on the planet. Uh, so any stories about like, yeah, w w what happened that made you uh, realize like, wow, animals are actually, I do think animals are better. I, I, us I don't really uh, spend time connecting with animals because I'm a Chinese female. I usually eat them. But as an animal, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, oh my God, I just stopped. I forgot what question I'm going to ask. Um, oh, like, <laughs> like, yeah, what are some of the stories that, like, stands out in your mind that made you feel, oh, my God, this horse is so much better than us? Like, this cat well, it's so not even better. that they're so much better. It's just, I think a lot of people are fed up with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And they just, like, oh, I can't deal with humans. I'm going to go work with animals. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the challenge with that is that as you're standing there and you're working with that animal in one sense you're in this little bubble and you're in this magic little space just you and the animal and it feels like like some disney movie like you know you're just talking about disney because it just feels like you're doing this magical mystical thing with them but the truth is you're in a barn or you're in the person's house and the person meanwhile is like talking to you and asking you about their divorce and all these crazy oh, things. Oh, sorry. And it's so, <laughs> you don't actually escape people at all, but mm. you get to go and connect with the best of people because they're there spending money on getting their animals to get body work. So, mm. I mean, this is a pretty unusual thing. Yeah, what is and, that? Can you explain what that, what does that even mean? Because uh, well, our, our viewers, our listeners are not very educated. So can well, you tell us? No, like, this what is, is, I still have people <laughs> laugh. Like people say, what do you do? And I'll say, I do acupressure on animals. And a lot of people mm. just say, oh, that's really cool. But I still get plenty and plenty of people who will just mm. laugh at me like, you're joking, right? Like, they're stupid. Oh, they're, they're, humor, they're humorless cunts, Susan. Yeah. They don't know. Can, no, you, can, but can you explain? It's really like, okay. Um, yeah. I'm, here to, I'm here. That's my mission is to like, let people mm -hmm. know that these simple things you do, like you touch this animal and mm -hmm. amazing things happen. So I think people want to start out assuming that I'm working with racehorses mm -hmm. and that I'm doing it just so their muscles work better. Because we can all kind of wrap our heads around like oh an athlete has to have their muscles working well and you know range of motion that kind of thing so they run well on the track so i think we can wrap our heads around athletes need body work you know mm -hmm. professional football players do that it's, it's no big deal but i think what's amazing is that yes body work does you can do massage you can do you know these stretches and it's all great and yes you'll get better performance fabulous but what i get like over the moon about is that classical chinese medicine blows your mind like works on animals completely, no way completely blows your mind because you'll touch these places on the body that 
in the Orient have been known for centuries to create these different influences like, oh, I'll touch here and it helps the person's cough or there and it helps a bellyache or whatever. And it works on animals. And so it is extraordinary to watch. Like you'll touch these kind of crazy unrelated places on the animal's body. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they let out this huge sigh of relief. Their head hits the ground. They're breathing these big, happy sighs. Their eyes go droopy. Their ears go floppy. Mm -hmm. And they're so happy. And you know, you did that. You touched mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And those animals are in these little trancey, happy states. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty good feeling. It's That's pretty... awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Because, like, okay, so my landlady's cat, she, well, I had cats before. And, like, I would pat them. Yeah. Like, the area between their tail and their back, like, on the top of their tail. Yeah. And they're, like, having an orgasm. I yeah, think. totally. Like, is that, uh, am I masturbating them? Or like, no, you are not. You're actually touching a point that is called Ba Wei, and you could probably correct my pronunciation because my Chinese is, like, zero. Oh, it's a Chinese, like, like an entail? Is that what it means? Uh, ba Wei is actually, on the humans, it's actually up on the top of the head, but on the animals, it's back oh. in front of the tail. So this point, they say Yao Ba Wei, and it's this lumbar... Waypoint, and it means the thousand meeting place, uh, and it's it's a super energetic place. And there's almost no pet on the planet that doesn't love to have you have your. Wow, is it the same in dogs? You bet. Really? Oh, I guess dogs. I just walk them. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why cats. I just. Um, well, I think we all have special kind of we have a different wiring everybody has a different mm, wiring yes just yes. as like you might be drawn to one kind of person instead of another kind of That's person true. it's mm -hmm. the same thing with animals so mm -hmm. like at first i was really drawn to horses it, i mean i was one of those horse nut girls like just obsessed 100 mm -hmm. percent and didn't like i mean you know dogs cats fine it's mm -hmm. no problem but horses were my thing mm. and it actually took me a while to kind of tap into other animals so i think mm. we all have our favorites it's just normal oh, and there i go i've i've let out my secret my i love secret. it so <laughs> when you say like horses so like what do you think are like the different types of horse breeds and like their temperaments do you feel like there is like a truth to like arabian horses or other horses that's the only horse breed yeah I know. <laughs> how yeah, would you yeah. break it down yeah their temperaments and yeah. Different horse breeds, different dog breeds, different cat breeds. Well, I suppose not so much cats, but certainly dogs and horses were originally our companions because they did things for us, right? Mm. So there were certain horses that were bred for certain qualifications because they ran fast or they pulled mm. heavy things or whatever. And so by doing, by influencing their genetics like that we have heightened certain uh, qualities in their nature and so absolutely you have like the Arabians are really high energy high strong mm -hmm. really fiery fun social go 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 types that some can't some people can't stand them because they're so high energy mm -hmm. they can't stand how dramatic and mm -hmm. oh they always have this big drama you know <laughs> whereas you know, other people would much rather 
um, a horse that is just much calmer and cooler and you don't have to pay as much mm -hmm. attention and you just kind of hang out. So, um, so I don't know how much you know about like the five elements in Chinese medicine. I don't want to make any assumptions here, but it's the same as like you have the elements that have to do in Chinese astrology. Um, and so there's those five types, the fire and the, the wood and the earth, and they all have different characters. And these breeds tend to fall into these different kind of patterns of behavior and health. So that's actually what I work on. That's actually what I teach for the students. So um, the Arabs are definitely the fire and the thoroughbreds that you see on the racetrack or the wood, which are really like dynamic and competitive. And then you have the earthy horses that are like a, a draft horse that'll pull a beer wagon or something. So they all have different qualities that are wonderful and they all have their dark side, just like all of us. <laughs> Do you feel like the Arabian horsing applies to men? Absolutely. Because oh, it's okay. all, you know, we all have, you know, pros and cons about our character. <laughs> so, what, so what other horses are there, Susan? Like, so it's Arabian horse and then what other horses are there? Oh, I mean, there's hundreds of breeds, so oh, okay. it's a little hard to say, but the um, Arabs certainly being one of the breeds that has been uh, cultivated the most, um, along with thoroughbreds and certain other breeds, just, you know, there's been a lot of attention put on it because of certain performance aspects. Mm -hmm. um, but there are so many breeds. There are so many kinds. Do um, the Chinese horses study a lot? What's that? Do the Chinese horses study a lot? Do they study a lot? Yeah. What do you mean? The horses? Never mind. Sorry. You're a better person than I am. So, oh, um, can okay. you? You know, I mean, yeah, I try, I attempt that humor, right? Well, yeah, yeah but see, you're talking to this woman who is from New England, and those uh, of us from New England, man, our sense of humor sucks. <laughs> I have to learn humor. <laughs> so, what do you, what, what's your favorite animal meme right now? Do you like the cat one with the woman pointing at the cat? Or what's that your one, favorite animal? I've actually seen yeah. some really funny ones. I've seen some incredibly lame ones, of course, mm -hmm. but there there are some really funny ones. So sure. I, you know, I watch cat videos. I watch, like, I don't know if you know, there's a, there's this site called the Dodo that has like all these cat videos and animal videos that put you into tears on the drop of a hat. I'm a complete and utter sucker for that. It's ridiculous. How can an adult woman get teary-eyed over these stupid videos? But like I, I do, and memes yeah. are the same way. Like yeah, I, I, I could look at memes all day long. I'm completely, I'm, I'm completely sucked into all of that nonsense. I love that. So can you share with us like what you do for your clients? Sure. So someone will usually call me because they have something going on either health-wise or behavior-wise or performance-wise with their animal that isn't working and they want it solved. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the vet hasn't been able to help them because, um, you know, maybe Western medicine isn't um, kind of dealing with a chronic issue real well or they're just not looking at the whole animal. Um, and so what I tend to do is to take in the full history and following the theories that I've 
continue to learn again and again because it's pretty endless. Um, I can get certain insights into health and behavior that your average um, Western person um, maybe isn't, they're going to maybe look at like why is the back hurts because there's a back injury, whereas I might be able to see that it's got connections to all sorts of other things. And um, so what I'll do after an interview is go, okay, I think such and such is going on with the animal. And I'll just use really simple touch techniques, things that my students can do after about 10 minutes of training. The, the actual technique itself is unbelievably safe and simple. Um, and I'll just touch the points that I know are going to help that animal feel better. Maybe throw in a little massage and some stretching. And uh, lo and behold, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, they end up feeling a little better or jumping higher or um, having better digestive health or whatever. And mm. so it's pretty satisfying. I love that. So can you share with us? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can you share with us some of your favorite client success stories? Yeah. Like, I think one of my, my all-time favorites, just because it. It was just such a story. So um, I used to live in Switzerland, and um, there was this woman who was a real grand dame of dressage. So dressage is kind of like ballet with horses. It's like very hoity-toity, very old school, but it's also really beautiful. And this woman had done this for decades. So she was about 75 to 80 and had gotten into an accident with her horse that destroyed her pelvis, so she couldn't ride anymore. So she wanted to do horse stuff. So what did she do? She bought a mini Shetland pony, itty bitty thing, wow. but he was a stallion. And she taught him all the moves and she would do it by walking behind him with what are called lunge lines. And so these kind of ropes that you, you use and she would do demonstrations and she was known throughout Switzerland and that part of Europe for these incredible demos that she would do. Well, this horse started having back problems. So she had me come in and this little horse <laughs> <laughs> he's about this, he's smaller than a Great Dane. And so I went into her kitchen on a cold November day, the first time I worked with him. And we worked with him in the kitchen as he sat there munching his brand cereal at the kitchen table. It was hysterical. And he actually did better. From that point on, he stopped wow. having these problems and he was able to perform better. And um, so she went around telling, yes, I had my massage therapist come into my kitchen with my pony. It's, just, it's hysterical. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I've worked, you know, I've worked with, like, the United States equestrian team, the Swiss uh, wow. equestrian team. I've had some pretty incredible adventures, wow. like going to the World Cup endurance ride in Dubai. I mean, it's like wow. wild shit. Oh, my but, God. I need uh, to look stocky a little bit more. Oh, no. it's cool. Yeah. It's totally, it's been an adventure. Let me tell you, it's, it's definitely given me stories to talk about. Awesome. Okay. So let's do this question. Is Caesar Milan full of shit? Oh boy. He is definitely not my favorite. Um, oh, so he is, he follows a kind of uh, theory and training dogs that has mostly to do what's called dominance training. And it has to do with very strict hierarchy. And so in some ways he's been pretty successful with aggressive dogs, but usually because he trains in ways that uh, kind of scares them into obedience. And there are better ways, seriously better ways. So 
okay, he's successful, and I know he's done some good things. Some of the things he puts out really make some sense, but I just can't get behind some of the stuff I've seen. Woo! Mm -hmm. It's kind of gives you shivers. Mm, I see. So what advice would you give for, like, how... Because I feel like some people are natural animal people, some people are not, but do you feel like you can learn a skill so that you can get along with an animal better? Or is just Absolutely. I think the big thing with animals is, you know, we tend to race around in our heads, busy, busy, busy all the time, whereas animals, um, not, I don't want to put that like animals are perfect because they're not, they live with us. They're just as kind of corrupted by our lifestyle as, as we are. But in order to be with them, they pretty much demand that you be present. So if you're thinking about your grocery list or your fight with your boyfriend or whatever nonsense, um, you usually won't have the best behavior for them mm -hmm. from them. And um, if you're on, sitting on their back and riding over complicated jumps, not a good thing. If you're trying to train a puppy and you're not present, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So what I think is amazing from animals is they definitely train us to be more present in the moment yes, right there, right there because, and we take that skill into dealing with humans in our lives because we can really improve our relationships if we're more present in that moment. So that's mm. a pretty powerful thing. And it's kind of yeah. subtle, but it yeah. absolutely trickles out into all of our lives. I love that. So when, uh, can you give us an, because I feel like as humans, if we're good people, we try our best to do the be do well by our animals. But what is something that you think we unintentionally do that actually hurts animals? If you, if you can think what of What we it. tend to do with animals that is unfortunate fortunate is we tend to project human desires and needs our interests on their biological reality which is totally different mm, yes. so for example we will say well we like to eat a, a balanced uh, balanced um, diet mm -hmm. so we need to eat our vegetables and our meat so we'll feed that to our cats or God forbid you should feed cats with a vegan diet. Like, oh my God. You mean they don't, they can't do keto with your cat? They, uh, they can do keto. They can do keto, which is, you know, low oh. carbohydrate, okay. but they are oh, okay. what's called obligate carnivores. And so you have vegans who try to feed their cats with no meat and it kills what? them. It's just oh nuts. My God things like that, or like, oh, it's cold out, so clearly my horse needs to wear 16 blankets that they can't move in, and it's completely our projection. They actually, horses mm -hmm. do very, very, very well in ultra cold. It's hot mm -hmm. they have a hard time with. So I think when we project our needs or our um, emotional behavioral needs as well, like, oh, they, they certainly want to stay inside. It would be so nice for them to be warm and cozy. And most animals, if you give them an option they're outside they're like yeah give me the outside i don't care if it's cold or muddy it's like it's totally fine now there's exceptions of course but um i definitely think that's one of the things we do wrong is just kind of projecting our needs onto them they're different mm -hmm. yeah another so thing we what, can learn about humans <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely so what advice would you give for like uh i guess dog and cat owners and i don't know uh, in general, like what do you wish pet owners knew? Well, I wish that they realized that 
some of these techniques are so simple. I literally can teach them in five minutes how to do a couple relaxation points. And there are, it, you know, people just get empowered by that. They're like, oh my God, I can have a positive influence on my animal. I can help them get calmer in the mind. I can get, you know, like maybe I take my dog or cat to the vet and they're freaking out. I can do these points and it's so simple and it's so safe and it can help them manage being in our crazy world better. Um, I, I really wish everybody just was able to know a couple of simple points just because they work. Mm. That's great. And so what is like the process of working with you? Can you take us through that? Yeah, well, I have a lot of different ways um, to work with me, but for your average person that would be listening to a podcast like this, um, we have a lot of materials for beginners. So we have courses that are in-depth. We have courses that are really kind of basic, basic level just to get started. And the, I think the best way to kind of dive into all of this is just we have um, posts every week with our point of the week where we show really simple posts and really approachable, easy ways to just get started. Just like, well, why don't I just try this point and see what happens and see if my dog likes it or see if my cat likes it. And um, you might be surprised. It might be something that uh, turns into something you really enjoy. Mm, so, that. yeah, follow us on Facebook or Instagram. That's really the... That's yeah, the and what's your Instagram and Facebook? How can we so, uh, both of them are under elemental acupressure. So Facebook is elemental. You, if you put in elemental acupressure, you'd get it. And Instagram is elemental acu. Um, the only trick with that is acupressure is spelled with one C. So it's not like CC as in like accurate. It's mm -hmm. acupressure has, only has one C. Mm. Man, you're going to confuse a hell out of our... I know, it's terrible. I've had to actually convince my husband to buy the domain elemental... Oh, smart. As yes. a redirect. Yeah. yeah. It's, everybody does it. Everybody does it. I love that. So, um, do you, uh, can you leave us with some animal jokes or anything else that you didn't get a chance to talk about in the podcast with us? Let's see. Animal jokes. Oh, my God. See, I don't know. Um, it's not fair because they can't fight back. They can't defend themselves. They totally right? can't. It isn't. <laughs> I think the best thing to do is, like, if you want animal humor, man, just, like, watch your pets because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's hilarious. hysterical. I call yeah. it pity TV. So we, we inherited these um, six cats from next what? door. Oh because God. our neighbor moved out and uh, abandoned these six uh, fabulous cats. And uh, um, so we just, we call it kitty TV. We look out our back window and just watch their antics. And they're hysterical, like completely goofy, ridiculous things. And it just keeps us laughing all day. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, um, man, just so much good stuff. So, Find her uh, if you're if you're she, you're lucky enough that she allows you to work with her. Uh, you know, do so. And uh, do you have any programs coming out? Any? Can you just tell us like the digital stuff and the in-person stuff? Right. So last year we launched um, our super beginner, super easy, accessible beginner horse program called the Pegasus Touch. And we'll be releasing the dog and cat versions in 2020. So people can look out for that. And it's super simple, just four 
points and super simple hands-on techniques and even better is that we have a Facebook group where we take people through the points so they can say am I doing it right I'm like well let's like tweak this little thing so I really help people um, just absolutely nail down their technique and, and where the points are so that they can't go wrong. And people are just going nuts for it. It's just mm -hmm. a super great way. And um, for those that really want to dive in, we actually are relaunching our um, certification program for those who mm -hmm. want to do it professionally. And so we're um, going to be offering all a, a whole new format for that starting in 2020. So come check us out. And I'd love to talk to people about that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Susan. I had thank so you. much fun learning about well. animals. Yeah, thank you so much. And guys, um, work with her, okay? Uh, don't make your animals suffer. Work with Susan. Thank you so much, Dika. <laughs> Looking forward to having you on next episodes. Thanks, Lee. Thank you.